My Worst Holiday is a Realm of the Mist, Fourth Hand Podcast Network podcast. Brother Ruth! Brother Ruth! Next to my bathroom in my basement! This is My Worst Holiday! My Worst Holiday! Chopper cover shrooms, party corpse, always deep with a gerbil bereavement. One, two, three, psychiatrist, ketamine, anyone? I'd say never pooped in an encyclopedia. Dad, 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 can we get a little kitty with a gay, 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 gay wrestling promoter? We rub his clean with my extra light bone. This is my worst holiday. My worst And My Worst Holiday is brought to you by Amazon. That's right, Amazon. If you're going to buy things on Amazon, it's just as easy to go to my website, www.myworstholiday.com. Click the link and shop your little heart away. It's going to help us out a little bit, and I mean a little bit. Um, but you just go to our website. Buy everything on it. Drops laundry detergent. Tee Public t-shirts. You can get My Worst Holiday merch right there. You can also get any t-shirt you want right there. It's a fantastic company. Uh, just Get on there and shop away. Also brought to you by Steve Joyner. If you're wondering where I'm getting all my guests, it's from Steve Joyner. Do you want to be famous? Do you want people to know you? Well, get a hold of me. I will put you in touch with him, and he will get a hold of you, and you pay him. he put you on shows. He'll put you on people who have radio shows. He'll put you on other podcasts. The guy's phenomenal. I can't say enough about him. And with that being said, from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this is My Worst Holiday, a podcast about your worst wedding, your worst funeral. Bachelor party, bachelorette party, <laughs> party, or anything that's funny after the fact, we want to hear it. And today we have a very special podcast group with us today. Uh, we have the Good Wives Guide to True Crime podcast. Say hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. No, just kidding. <laughs> hey. Hi. And, and hello to all the guys out there listening to, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like we've got a threesome tonight. Francesca, Colleen, and Tori. Yeah. All right. I know my fancy, just like the Reba McIntyre song, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fancy. That's right, fancy. <laughs> but yes. fancy, uh, it doesn't matter what she did. Uh, at least fancy was her name. So it didn't matter if she, <laughs> if she, if she right. hooked for a while, you know, but at least, if nothing else... Fancy was her name. Fancy was her name. That, that's, that it, is right. It, and that you got to right. do that. You got to do that. Steve for... likes to tell everybody that my mom didn't turn me out for tricks, but that's still my name. So, <laughs> that's what he tells everybody. You no, got to do that stomp forward. Me to everyone, and I'm like, oh, Steve, could you please stop telling people that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I always like the video because she does this stomp forward, you know, and looks at the camera like, but fancy, well, that's my name. Like, my name. Yes, 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 yep. And I sing it in karaoke, too. I'm pretty damn good. I won a contest singing it. So. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I got to yeah. ask to leave a karaoke contest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tracy Chapman. You've got a fast car. You know what? I did. I, I, I did. Um. Uh, yeah, was it? No, not not give me one reason. It's uh, the other one. What's the other one she does? Um, oh, God, there's so many of them. Ah, damn it. Uh, it's a... Uh, no, it's uh, well, Anyway, it's a Muddy Waters... It, it was a Muddy Waters tune. And so I get done ah. singing it, and this guy, he's with this group of, of women at his table, and uh, there's another guy there. And he goes, hey, why are you singing a chick song? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a Muddy Waters song, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and then their, their their entire table erupted except for him. <laughs> like, oh my god! Probably turned three shades of, of uh, yeah. red. It's there. a lo- it's off electric mud. Do some homework. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> so tell us, uh, tell us all about your podcast. Um, one of you guys take it away because I'm always the one that tells everybody about the podcast. So what do you all tell about it? Well, I know sorry, I was really I intrigued because you guys were doing the uh, the, the game, the uh, 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 Gypsy Rose chick, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, that's how we started. Um, we started, Fancy and I have actually known each other for years. Um, and so we used to work, uh, we did a lot of uh, script writing and directing and all that. And then, then um, she ended up 
falling into in seeing the Gypsy Rose's story and started following it and reached out to her family and was like, hey, you know, I'd love to tell your story because I know what's out there isn't the truth. I know they're trying to paint Gypsy into this horrible light and, you know, do all these things. And I want to tell the truth. I want to tell your story and I want to tell the truth. And the family was like, okay, yes, yes, we'd love that. And so she told the story until it was no longer the story the family wanted to hear. Then they were like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. And she's like, uh, nope, I'm telling the truth. So <laughs> that's where our original podcast came from, the, the beginning, the whole first season, the Gypsy Rose uh, storyline, is we didn't, we wanted that story out there. No matter what the truth was, we wanted that truth out there. And uh, we are still in the process of working on a TV series for it um, and writing a book. That Fancy's doing most of the writing on the book. I think we're going to kind of just help people with research and things like that mostly. But um, so we we decided um, that the very first season would be that true story. So once that was out there, the podcast just kind of rolled from there, got into all kinds of um, true crime stories and all these stories that are catching our eye here and there. And we just started talking about them and the podcast was kind of born. Um, and that's, that's the true crime. That's the um, Good Wives Guide to True Crime. And on YouTube, it's Murder by Design. Uh, but Murder by Design actually goes a little bit deeper than just true crime stories. It also goes kind of behind the scenes of why would this person, why would this suspect do what they did? What drove them to do it? Was it nature? Was it nurture? Was it, you know, what was it that's leading well, them to be? Isn't it, uh, what, what do they call it, uh, something by proxy? Um, gosh darn it. Munchausen by proxy? Yes. Munchausen, Munchausen by proxy. Yes, exactly. Right. You know, whether it's something, a medical condition, Munchausen by proxy, whatever it is that's leading them to be the person that they are. So, um, that, and that's what Murder by Design is. It goes a little bit deeper than just the story itself. Now, we're actually getting ready to take a break from uh, True Crimes on, on Facebook. And uh, while we take a break from that, we're actually launching a couple more podcasts. So we're not really taking a break. We're just we're launching ending our something second else. Season. Nice. Okay. Yes, awesome. Ending the second season, getting ready to start a third. And in that in-between break, we're launching um, more missing persons. Yeah, launching more because, you know. <laughs> We're not busy enough. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we exactly. So with families and jobs and podcasts, you just can't fit too much in. You know, you need to really strive to get a little more in there. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, there's so much no, energy wasted if people sleep. So, I mean, if we can just take advantage of the time that, you know, when we'd normally be sleeping, you know. <laughs> I'll just sleep when I'm dead. It's fine. Hey, and then you guys can talk about me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No. Whatever makes for a great story. So, so, I mean, we started off, like she said, with Gypsy Rose, and that was kind of a a really long, bumpy road. And um, we went through a lot with that. And you can hear it in our first season. It's 13 episodes. They're really emotional, really raw. Uh, We explain kind of a lot about not only just the story itself and how different it is than what um, the public thinks, um, but what we went through a lot to get us through that and that's also what we're going to expand on in the book um as to the journey that we took writing that and then like the girl said you know we're we're um we're launching a missing persons uh podcast in october that'll be with todd namis from uh the direct he's the former director of namis which is a national database for missing and unsolved cases um and then Tori and I, see, Tori and I started off, like she said, we've known each other for years. You know, we started off in the entertainment industry. Uh, we were both actresses, um, kind of fell into the writing, producing side of things by accident, um, which is kind of how we fell into true crime, too. Um, and so we have always wanted to kind of get back to that part of what we do. Uh, we definitely have some shows that we're pitching. Um, COVID isn't helping with that, but that's no, okay. Not even no, though. COVID's uh, not helping so with we're anything, going yeah. To launch yeah, so we're launching a new podcast that's not has nothing to do with true crime. It's going to be all about the entertainment industry. Um, we'll be interviewing a bunch of you know our friends that are in the industry, writers, directors, actors, 
um, you know, that, and then we'll talk about some pop culture, what's going on in the industry. We'll have um, our resident Cajun Mama Ty is going to come on and um, give a lunchtime recipe. And so because the show is called That's Lunch, like, so, you know, we've always thought about, I was, you know, we could have done like, that's a wrap or whatever, but I always thought about the fact of like, whenever you're on a movie set or a a TV series, you know, they call out That's Lunch and everybody goes and, you know, you kind of sit at these long tables and you don't know who you're sitting with and you just sit and talk with them. So it's lunchtime conversations with, with all kinds of different people. And one time I sat down and I I was on the Spider-Man, one of the Spider-Man, um, movie sets and I ended up getting to have lunch with Sam Raimi. Uh, I mean, he's huge, you know, he had no idea how things like beyond what he did as a director, he had no idea how anything works. So he sat down with those of us that were, you know, I was at that time, I was just a background person and he wanted to know how do you become a background person? Well, how do you get selected? What, what happens? We ended up having a really nice lunch with him. So that kind of Tori and I were talking about that and how, those are the most interesting conversations when you don't know a person, you know, and you're trying to find out who they are. So that's what we're doing with the, um, that's lunch. And we'll be having, you know, we're not going to ask the questions that everybody asks, like, well, you know, what's your favorite movie that you ever starred in or anything like that. We're going to actually try to get to know the people a little better, you know, than that and try to get really into who they really are. So that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> cool. So, oh, that's, that's, that's a that's long very answer cool. to your yeah. question. My yeah. uh, one of my best friends works on the. Uh, he's a union driver for like all like the Chicago shows, like Chicago Fire, uh-huh. Chicago, yeah. and he, all those shows. And uh, basically, uh-huh. he just drives like actors and stuff around. Um, but uh, his his uncle is like one of the producers on the shows. That's how he got the job. But uh, he's like he's like you have no idea the amount of food that they bring to those place those places. He's like, there's oh, like you have no idea. food oh, trucks that just pop up. And he's like, and if there's something that, that that's not there that you want, he's like, they'll run and get it for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. He's like, Craft why do you... services is the best thing in the whole wide world. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, I weigh 320 pounds. He's like, look at me. He's like, I'm, I'm, he's like, I'm always going to weigh this as, as long as I'm working on these shows. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so who has, who wants to hit us with a funny or embarrassing life story first? I will. Um, I Colleen, you uh, go. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. So um, I'm Colleen, um, and so I'm the young one of our uh, production company. I'm only 25. I'll be 26 on the 12th. Um, so I'm a baby. So my <laughs> probably my biggest, most public embarrassment was in – high school and I am a terrible speller I'm you know I'm really intelligent I'm just I'm also one I, I feel your pain baby I, I feel yeah. I feel your pain roll on I'm he's like what's this word I'm like the the yeah. <laughs> well my word is almost as is that with two cues so it was so the. I went up to the board and we had to like spell uh, some, put some, thank God for autocorrect, but I was in high school and had to write it on a dry erase board. I spelled the name of a very simple country wrong. Want to take a guess in which country I spelled wrong? USA? Yeah. <laughs> no. Chad! Uh, China. 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 How, okay, I how did you spell this one up? I want to hear it. How did I pull that off? Yeah, what, what was the spelling? What did you? How did you spell it? Uh, how did you China? <laughs> it was like I think I uh, inverted uh, an A and an I. Oh. Uh, <laughs> like China. Like you know C H I N A, and I put like C H A N A I. Like there was an A in where the middle where it was not supposed to be. China. And I think China. I also put the N in before the other A. It was horrifying. Oh wow! I I can relate because you get nervous. And you're like, oh, God. Right, and I was writing I gonna... a, a lot on the board. I was, like, doing a whole presentation about, like, the silk trade. And so it was, like, one word out of my big paragraph on a dry erase board in front of all my classmates. And <laughs> then right, all like, of a sudden, like, I, it's I turned right around to go Korea back with a C. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, of course, guess what class I'm in when I do this? Speech? I'm in English class. English class. I'm in yeah. English, yeah. I was in yeah, English, English class when I did this. My teacher just looked at me, like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, we're we're going to need to get you a tutor. You are going to repeat <laughs> sophomore year. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. 
Well, speaking about words, like um, you got, you guys were talking about the word the and, you know, misspelling that. Well, when I was four, and I actually remember this, this is like one of the first memories I, I really do remember, but my mom always liked to tell it, and it was really funny. So when I was four, I was really that kid that always asked my mom like the most obscure questions and she never knew the answer to things. Like, and she was just mad because I would just ask like just the weirdest crap. And so when I was four, I walked up to my mom and I said, Hey mom, what does the word the mean? And she's like, well, it's a connecting word. You know, it, it, it kind of tells people how to, you know, in between the words and I'm like, yeah, yeah. But what does it actually mean mom she's like well i mean it's like a singular word it's like singular like one thing i'm like no one means one mom and she's like okay you're right you're right um i said so what does it mean she goes you know what i don't know and i just looked at her and go yeah i didn't think so and i walked off <laughs> yeah so my mom i didn't told that think story. so my dad would do the same or, i the didn't same think approach. so you know this is a four-year-old like yeah. you know i'm four at this time the smart aleckness was like strong with me like that was my force you know so. my dad would be like you're a dumbass go to your room <laughs> yeah right right leave me alone i'm gonna go know? read the thesaurus <laughs> yeah, i would have tossed a dictionary at my kid and been like look it up you know like or google that shit you know? <laughs> right that's my thing i'll tell my kid something and they'll be like what i'm like google just google it google it google it google it it's worth google. a google yeah so if we're telling embarrassing, I was, we have a phrase, Fancy and I have known each other, like I said, we've known each other for years. So we have this thing between she and I that it doesn't matter what it is, something in my life is going to go wrong. And at this point, all we do is laugh about it. So basically the phrase now is, that's totally Tory. It just, <laughs> anything that messes up, that's totally Tory. So in totally Tory fashion, of course, I was like, I don't know maybe 11, maybe 10. I was in fourth grade. My dad was government. So we moved all over kind of like a military brat and we lived in Hawaii at the time. So I did the Hawaiian thing and I took hula lessons. So we go to do a performance for my school. I'm a fourth grader. I'm up there on the stage. We're doing our dance and I'm a perfectionist. Like when I do something and I'm a performer, when I go up there and I do it, I do it right. And I do it till it's done and I don't stop no matter what happens. So my, uh, we had, instead of having like coconut tops, because we're elementary schoolers, we had kind of tube tops. That was, you know, I'm 40 something. (laughs) Instead of making it look like you had breasts. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. So we had just elastic at the top, tube tube top, and grass skirt. So I'm up there, and I'm short. I am 5'2", if I have shoes on, and they're really thick soles. So I'm short. (laughs) I'm up there. I'm doing the dance. I'm short. I'm so I'm right there in the front. front I just picture kind of a Lilo and Stitch thing school. going on there. I kind of got that too. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So halfway through the song, not even near the end, it was easily only halfway through. My top falls down. <laughs> I I have to keep going because I've got my arms like squeezed no, down on my side, elbows pushed into my ribs. I'm like, stop, you know, trying to hold this shirt as much as I can and still do all my little moves because I'm not stopping. I'm in the front row. I'm performing. Right. I, there's no way. The, show must, the go- show must go on. Exactly. <laughs> the show must go on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Break it to the top. of course, I've got my mom in the background, and she's got her big old massive video camera, and you can just see her face. And she's like, uh... Do I stop recording? Do I keep going? Do I run up there? What do I What's do? What's the child laws here? I know. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I finished the song. So my teacher pulled my dance instructor, the hula teacher, pulled me aside later. She's like, "If that happens again, just step in the back and fix it before you." And she's like, "You don't have to stay up front." I'm like, "No, no, no, you don't understand." Yeah. The song was not over. Y- yes, I do. <laughs> I do have to. It's not a choice. Two. <laughs> Well, you know, Tori's oh. trying to cover him up, and I actually flash him out. So, <laughs> no, I swear to God. No, God, no, this is funny. So, I was kind of, um, I'm about the same size as Tori. I'm 5'2". All through high school, I actually weighed, like, um, 70 pounds. 
I, I had to have my book bag because we didn't have lockers. I grew up in California. We didn't have lockers because of like people bringing shit to school they shouldn't bring, right? So right. They, they took all the lockers out the year I became a freshman. Oh, that's so we had to bitch. carry all our books in a book bag. I'm 70 pounds. The book bag weighed 45 pounds. <laughs> so, um, so I had to make a deal with the um, – the principal to keep my bag in, you know, like my books in a box in his office. And I would just go in between periods and, and switch out stuff and take it, you know, because I couldn't for the life of <laughs> She's me. She's got a rucksack. Backpack, <laughs> I, did, I would literally fall over. Well, I did not bloom until my senior year. And it was like in between the year, in between the summer of my junior and senior year, I became, I went from being nothing to a double Z. And I was like now like 75 pounds. So everybody thought that I stuffed my bra because I come back and I'm totally different. Now she's different, 125 right? Like, pounds. Right, right, right. Now, I'm, now, now I'm 80, you know, like seriously, I hit, I think I hit a hundred. But uh, so this girl was like chastising me out because, you know, I was kind of a kid that be, I, I was a drama kid, a choir club kid. So I kind of like, I, be, I, I, be, I danced to my own beat, you know, I kind of was off with my own thing and I had my, my little clique of friends, but I, I got bullied a lot because I was, I was smaller, you know? Um, and so this one girl thought she would, you know, be slick. And she thought that I was like, um, stuffing my bra and she's like, what are you stuffing it with today? And I've had about enough. And I was standing in the middle of our quad and I literally took my shirt and I lifted it straight up. And I said, okay, does anyone else have any questions about what I am stuffing my bra with? No. Great. And then I just put it down and walked off. So, <laughs> Turns out you're stuffing them with tits. <laughs> right. I'm like, that's it. They are there. I really have them. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Suck it. I mean, so no, no, no. Thor's trying to cover them up, and I'm like, nope, here they are. You know, like, so. Anyway. <laughs> I'm stuffing it with boobs. <laughs> that's a hard act to follow, though, right? So. Yeah. Oh, that's a good act. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Ice. I got the pants in, like, the seventh or eighth grade one time. This, like, girl that, like, I don't know if she liked me or if she was just kind of like a bully, but she actually depanced me in P.E., and she depants me. I turned mm-hmm. around, and like I was like, mm-hmm. I was hanging dog. I turned around, and she was right there still. And I like went, like ran over her, and I think my shit <laughs> like hit her in the face. And my all my P teacher, all my P teacher says was, "How do you like them apples?" <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, "Oh, you well, should be embarrassed." <laughs> like, all right, thanks. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you a roundabout story about how I met my husband. Now. Granted, I met my husband in um, the later part of seventh grade. He moved from where I am in Kentucky to California. Um, And I didn't like him. I hated him. He made fun of me for wearing the Smurfette shirt. Like, you know, that was popular back then, the Smurfs and everything. The what? Uh, Oh, Smurfette Smurfette shirt. shirt Yeah. Hey, she was hot. Smurfette shirt. And so, yeah, so he called me Smurfette all the time. It really just ticked me off. And he, he's the person who got me my first attention for standing up in the classroom from, you know, he was kicking my chair and pulling my hair behind me. And I literally stood up in class and said, like, every cuss word I'd ever heard my mom say, you know, which was lengthy. <laughs> um, and, you know, my, my teacher was like, oh, my God, what is wrong with you? You know, and I'm like, he's doing this. Well, Here's the, here's the story that comes up to this, though. So in sixth grade, there was this guy named Shane Taylor, and he liked to, you know, tease me all the time because, like I said, Shane I Taylor. was tiny. I mean, I was probably the size of, like, a, a third or fourth grader in sixth grade. I, I was very tiny, very slim, and I had this long red hair, and so everyone teased me about being a redhead and all these different things. And so in sixth grade, he sat behind me, and he was doing the same thing, like pulling my hair and stuff and so I sat there all day long and I had like this brand new pack of pencils um and so I started sharpening the pencils one by one and I just kept setting them over to the side and I'm sharpening them in the neck (laughs) yeah and I turned around and I said I swear to god you touch me one more time and you are not going to be happy and I turned back around and he said oh yeah and he did it one more time and I took all of them I put them into my hand and I just jammed them into his leg <laughs> and he, screams out. Right, no, he screams out. He's like, ah! and and you know, this we had like the hardest teacher in sixth grade on the whole school. Like she was the meanest teacher. Very nice lady outside of school. I met her later when she, when I was an adult. Sweet lady, horrible, horribly horrible, hard teacher. You know, um, 
And so she's like, Mr. Taylor, what is wrong with you? And he's like, nothing, nothing, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Don't so be like, a narc. I'm not, <laughs> don't be a snitch. It's not like you're bleeding so out of your leg or nothing, you. right, yeah. Jake Taylor? Right, no, no, nothing. And so he's sitting there taking them out one by one, one by one, right? Never <laughs> but like, you got them embedded. Yeah. Like, they're stuck in. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I wedged them in there. This poor kid's got lead poisoning. So, oh, my uh, gosh. He never bothered me again. He was always nice to me after that, for sure. And so the day that I met my husband, I walk up with a Smurfette shirt on and he's teasing me. And I, you know, Shane Taylor, the reason I was so mad at this guy was because he actually was sitting, my husband was standing with Shane Taylor. And so by guilty association, I was like, oh, I hate this guy, you know, and he's already making fun of me. So, oh my God. So I yelled back at him and he started to say something to me and Shane looked at him and tapped him on the shoulder. He said, not that one. <laughs> and so, um, so it's really it, it goes even funnier of so my nobody knew that i got married to my husband um my husband almost ran me well his best friend almost ran me over because i am five foot two like tori said with like you know heels on and everything and i was coming out of a job interview at our local mall well, and i was stepping off the curb at a stop sign and his best friend was driving this huge old chevy truck and when i stopped off the curb you know, my husband yelled out my name and said, don't. And I had no idea what the heck happened, but he saved my life. I almost got hit by this truck, you know, that his friend was driving because his friend couldn't see me. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, no, seriously. So we, you know, we, we go on our first date. He asks me to go out and I was like, oh, I just got out of a relationship, but all right, I, I'll go out for a drink with you and stuff. And basically, uh, my husband and I got married pretty quickly, um, I thought I could not have children. And the very first time we were ever together, we ended up getting pregnant with my daughter. And so we got married pretty quickly. Ah. Well, two years later, my husband was walking through the same mall (laughs) with my daughter, not with me. And nobody from high school knew we got married. Nobody. And if if any, if you'd asked anybody, there's no way he dated my friend in high school. And I was like, Oh my God, why are you dating this guy? He's a nerd. I can't stand him. And, uh, he would come over to my house. He'd ride his bike over my house. He was like, I'm going to kiss you before the end of the year. I'm like, Oh God, no, you're not. You know? So our senior year, he wrote in my, my face in my yearbook, you know, I guess you won the bet, you know, because I didn't let him kiss me, obviously. So fast forward six years, we get married. We have the baby. My oldest daughter is with him in the mall. I'm not with him there. She's two. And he runs into Shane Taylor again. So he's so Shane is standing there. He's talking to him. And he's looking down at my daughter, and he's looking up at up at Craig. And then he looks down at my daughter. He looks up at Craig, and he goes, "Did you marry Fancy?" And uh, he's like, "My husband's like, um, yeah. Why?" He goes, "Because that little girl looks exactly like her." So, you know, that's and then he walked off with the how limp. My, you know, That's how I end up with my husband <laughs> because of Shane Taylor. So. Thanks, Shane Taylor. 24 Shane years Taylor. later now. <laughs> so. Fucking Shane Taylor. <laughs> Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor, yeah. Did you hear well, my okay, joke so at the I, end? And then he walked off with a limp. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, and then he walked off with a limp. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's probably a scar. I guarantee you there's a scar there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks like one of those uh, giant measles, giant measles yeah. vaccinations that's Not, used. And yeah. mental damage. Never mess with the redhead. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No. <laughs> I think everyone picked on the, like the redhead girls like when they were younger, and then like when they got older, they all the guys realized they're unicorns. Yeah, you should see what I do to my wife. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she's redhead. Yeah, she's a redhead. Yeah. <laughs> We're feisty, aren't Everyone's we? like out looking for redheads now. You're like, redhead, oh my God, oh, yeah. there it is. There's yeah. one. <laughs> and when I was a kid, it was the worst color hair to have ever. And now, like, everybody is like, can I get a piece of your hair to take to my hairdresser so that I can get your color? I'm like, you're never going to get my color. It's never going to happen. I have every color under you the You know, sun women are always my asking hair. my wife that, too. Like, like, uh, oh my God, yeah. what color What what color do you use on your hair? And I'm, I'm always telling my wife, like, make shit up. Like just say B nine Clairol or something, you know, like <laughs> having like going down the aisle looking for. So they're searching, searching for this color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now tell them it doesn't look like this, but trust me, trust me. Trust me, it's gonna come out just gonna, fine. Oh, yeah. Just fine. A friend of mine told me I didn't believe her either till I tried it. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm an asshole. 
Yeah, you can ask my wife. I don't anyway. Ask. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't believe it. All right, who else has got one? Hit us. Gosh, I don't know. There's so many things I could tell you. Like, okay, so so when I started out writing, um, the first thing that I wanted to do was something called My Life is So Drama because that is my life. Like Tori, like Tori is, you know, that's totally Tori. No, mine is My Life is So Drama. Like if you asked another person about all the things that I've done or had had happen in my life no one would believe that one person has had all these things happen to them or done all the things that we've done so um I started off with that my life is so drama you know and like it's and I say this probably on a daily basis I do look at somebody and go oh my god my life is so drama like why does all these things happen to me uh so that actually ended up turning into um, something more serious um, that we wrote, that Tori and I wrote, which is Coping, which was um, about a period in time of my life that I had lost my mom and I went into like this horrible depression and everything. So, I mean, it's not as funny, this isn't funny, but the fact that it came out of that was my life is so drama. So there was this one scene that we were writing in this show and it's based on an absolutely true event. So at one point in time, I was an event planner and uh, I was doing this kid's birthday party down um, about two hours away from where we live now. And it's like this little tiny podunk town. In fact, the only store that was in town was the Piggly Wiggly. And they literally hey, had a California? sign up there that, yep. it, that said. Give me just, um, give me just one second. Everybody that, give me just one second. Everybody that's uh, just joined us listening in, we're listening to the Good Wives Guide to True Crime Podcast, ladies. So, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so this Piggly Wiggly, we walk in there, and there is literally a sign that says on one of the lanes, lane closed, sorry for any in con- any any convenience instead of any in- instead of inconvenience it's literally written any convenience this is how bad this little town is like i'm talking any convenience any convenience so, any convenience so yeah, you're, you're apologizing for, for the convenience of it i was like oh my god this is hilarious and so we took a picture of that I and mean, i have that still of the fact that this was what i saw it was hilarious and so we were de- we were decorating like a, a VFW, you know, like and so this was the night before the party. We drove down there, we we're gonna drive back the next day and you know, host the party. So it was this kid's birthday party. So we had decided that the walls were all wooden paneled and they looked horrible. So we didn't want that to be what we were doing because we were doing like a circus theme. So what we did is we hung all these uh, streamers and we took hours. My daughter and I took hours hanging these streamers and taping them to the wall twisting them and taping them all the way around this room and it starts raining on our way home we get lost because the gps keeps turning us around because there's like a u-turn that you go and then you have to turn into the street but i couldn't keep getting the street so and i was like this is all going to hell in a handbasket and my daughter says mom i went to hell in a handbasket at 2 p.m you know, and, and today, and now we've lost the handbasket. So we go home. I come back the next morning. It poured all night. And there is literally everywhere we look is just plastered, plastered to the wall. The actual, all the streamers that took us hours to put up because they had leaky roofs all over. And so it's just like, just plastered and like halfway there it was terrible and I'm like crying you know and and so we're like trying to get this this done and all I'm doing is like balling up this you know just streamers upon streamers upon streamers and my aunt uh so that was one of the things that we actually wrote you know in the thing and I was so I like I told you I'm from California so on the night that it was raining we were driving and then you know the GPS is turning us around and I look at my daughter and I'm like why do none of these streets have street lights I can't see shit (laughs) and then it gets foggy it gets foggy on the way home and I look at it I'm like oh yay fog <laughs> so that is that is one of the stories from that, and it does make it into the more you know the the little more uh, um, serious show that we ended up pulling out of this. But that was one of our true stories that we put in the show, and I, you know, well, we think misery about it always kills comedy. That's so, true. Yeah, yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the more yeah. more I mean, morbid the story, a lot of times it's more funnier it can become. <laughs> so 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I can laugh about it today, but I sure as shit wasn't happy that day. Like, you know, like that was a, I came home, I was in a bad mood, and my husband was like, What is wrong with you? I'm like, Oh, don't even ask. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Like, I am going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even Um, ask. By by the way, I I can tell you guys, I love Piggly Wiggly. I got one more. Okay. I got one more unbelievable story that uh, tells you why my life is so drama. So um, at one point in time, the so my husband and I got married in 1996, and we got married at the Excalibur Hotel in Vegas. Oh, um, oh nice. You know, at, uh, full, full renaissance garb of the guy that was marrying us, the whole thing, you know. Um, and it was fun and everything, but we didn't so, really have So you have, didn't like, use an Elvis honeymoon. impersonator? Oh, no. Oh, we got married by like, missed an actual, like, yeah, I mean, the guy came out, he had, like, a, a satin robe, and, I mean, it was, he was, like, you know, like a, a, a uh, royalty, you know, that's what he was like. So, Excalibur-ish, <laughs> and it was fun, but we didn't have a, um, we didn't really have a honeymoon or anything, um, you know. No, you spent it all in Vegas. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I'd so, take one of them. Uh, I'd take one of them poolside bars over. Sure, over, we, like, we had to mortgage the house, but we got married at the Excalibur. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather. Right, I'd, yeah, right, I'd rather exactly, do that than go to exactly. Mexico for a vacation. Okay. I'm, I'm nah, I'm not me. Nah, I like right. tequila too much. Yeah, booze. <laughs> oh, okay. <proceed>. So <laughs> back to this. We didn't really have. We didn't really have a um, a honeymoon. So. I was sitting at home one day, and the ad for the new Newlywed game came on, and it was talking about if you wanted to be on the Newlywed game, and if you had to be of married for less than two years, you know, we fit that. And um, it actually was um, Steve Eubanks that came back at this time and hosted this for the first couple of seasons. Then it went on oh, to be okay. like um, as somebody else. I can't remember. So we actually auditioned. I I, I write the show. They ask us to come. I haven't even asked my husband if he wanted to go on or not. And I was like, <laughs> oh, there's no way he's going to say yes. So I walk in there and I'm like, hey, so um, funny thing happened. Um, we're going to be on the newlywed game. He's like, what? <laughs> you know, and I said, um, well, I, I, on a lark, I wrote the newlywed game and we're totally going to be on the newlywed game. He was like, oh, all right, well, that's fine. And I was like, you want to do it? He's like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Um, so we get down there. Wait, hang on, hang on. We auditioned. Real quick question. Did you guys do any training before you went on the show, or were you just like no, winging it? absolutely none. Absolutely Come none. Come on, no you've seen the show. Her. You know you have No, 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 you're going to hear <laughs> this. A little bit of training. No, a little pregame in here. You're going to laugh because it gets better. So here we go. So we do the interview. We get on. We actually make it on. They invite us down there. Now, at the time, we were driving. I don't remember what year it is, but it was like a beat-up old sprite can looking Datsun 210. I think that's what it is. A Datsun 210. Is that, oh, yeah. you guys are guys. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, it's a little, it's a little yeah. Nissan. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Before yeah, Nissan like, was yeah, a Nissan. Yeah. 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 Yes. And it's like, it, it was painted sprite can green, you know, and <laughs> this thing barely runs. So we're driving it down there and it broke down. And it's not even in our name yet. Okay. So we bought it of a friend of a friend. <laughs> it's not even our name yet. So, we are driving down there, and in L.A., it breaks down. And we live in Riverside, which was about an hour, hour and a half away from L.A., depending on traffic. What, what, um, what roads did okay. you take to get there? Don't, I, just, I just really want to know. Don't. Uh, the, don't. I, think it was the one, I think we were on the 101 at the time. <laughs> um, it could have been the 5. It could have been the 5. It was either the 5 or the 101. I love people in California directions. It's my favorite thing to listen to ever. I swear to God. <laughs> took the 101 to the 105. So, I, work, I work with a lady from yeah, California. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. hey, I go, if I was at the right. observatory and I wanted to get to the whiskey, what would I take? <laughs> <laughs> so it breaks down. I mean, dead. Like, no way is it going to do anything else. And I'm like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. So my husband looks at me and he goes, get out of this car, anything you ever want to see again. And I'm like, what? He goes, I'm serious. Take everything out of the car that you ever want to see again and anything that has our name on it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like shoving stuff. And we've got like six pairs of clothes that we were supposed to bring to change so that for them to look and see what clothes they wanted. 
So we've each got these pairs of, you know, all this clothing. I'm carrying a bag of, thankfully we had a trash bag in the back. So I put all of our other stuff in this trash bag. So I'm carrying this. We literally look like really classy homeless people. Yeah. So, um, so we get to a pay phone and we call the studio and the studio says, just take a taxi over here. We'll pay for it when you get here. Just get here. It's okay. You know, um, so we leave the car on the side of the road. <laughs> trying to get a taxi when you're carrying a garbage bag. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're trying to get a taxi, and every taxi's like, no, you pay us up front. Taxi? You pay us up front. Yeah, no way. There was no taxi driver. Uber didn't exist at this time, you know. Um, so we get on a bus, and we, we we're like, we went the wrong way first, then we took the bus back the other way. We finally get there, and they, like, usher us through. It's like we're, like, you know, we're, we were special guests at that point. They're like, they're here, they're here, they're here, they're in the makeup, and let's pick your clothes. And so they've told all the other couples that are with, that are on our show, like, what happened to us, you know? So they're all, oh, my gosh, are you okay? You know, I heard what happened, and I'm just like, yes, yes, we're fine, we're fine. Oh, my goodness, how are you going to get home? I have no idea how I'm going to get home. Just, I don't know. I don't know. So we sit around all day waiting until. (laughs) So they tape like five or six shows a day. So you sit around and you wait for your show to get get on the air. And so I, um, so we got to know couple number three. We were couple number four. We got to know couple number three really well. And this was, you know, one, one, I think her husband was retired military. And the only reason that they were on the show was because she really wanted to meet Mr. Eubanks. So that was her whole thing. She didn't care if she won or anything. She just wanted to meet Bob Eubanks. So they offer us a ride home. Um, and they're like, we're, we're, you're right on the way. We can drop you off. It's no problem. It's okay. You know, we're honored to take you home. So we finally get on. It's our turn. And all, all the questions that were asked, nobody scored anything. So it comes down to um, the very last question. And we're, we're all fighting for a trip to Maui. So they asked us, what bar of soap did you hand your husband the last time he was in the shower? I was like, oh, son of a bitch. He's never going to get this. So I just said, you know, dial, because that's what my mom always used. I had no idea what kind of soap we had. You know, I was like, and I didn't think he would either. So I just said, dial. So they go through and we're the last ones to get asked, you know, right? And we had, I think we had like half a point and somebody else had half a point. They didn't get theirs. I'm sitting there and he, they ask him, you know, what bar of soap did your wife hand you the last time you were in the shower? And he goes, dial. And I turn and I looked at him and I go, did we just fucking win? (laughs) I think we did. Because the lights are going off, you know, and they've got all this stuff coming. I'm like, oh, my God. So we lost a car and we won a trip to Maui, (laughs) you know, and we got a ride home from couple number two. So when we actually, I booked this, this flight to Maui and everything. We had like a year to take it. So I have my daughter and she's, you know two and a half at this point in time. So we leave her with my mother, but I had just like lost my job um, a couple weeks before the, um, the flight, the, the trip to Maui. And we had like, you know, we had our airplane paid for and we had our, our housing paid for, but nothing else. You have to take your own stuff. So here we oh, go. So it's not an all, exp- all, all and- expenses paid. No, it's just a it's just an airplane and a and a hotel to stay in for the week, you know. So <laughs> we actually packed top ramen in our suitcases and took paper food stamps with us. So that's how poor we were at oh the time. You know? And and this is back before there's a card. We had paper food stamps. Right, right. right. This, this story gets funnier and funnier as we go along, by the way. Just so you know. <laughs> so we get mad. there. What kind of, have, what hotel you know, did they put you up at? Um Okay, it was the Maui Islander, um, and it was like bungalows, little bungalows, and it right. was really cute. I mean, it was really, really nice, um, but we don't have, we have like hardly any money, you know, and I was supposed to be getting a paycheck from my new job, but it wasn't going to come to like the Thursday end of the week that we were in. So my mom is waiting for it, and she's going to wire us money, you know, so that we can actually go yeah, do Did they have something. debit cards back um, then? Uh, but wiring money was expensive yeah. as hell, like. It was expensive as hell. Yeah, yes. you can, you, like, have, I need a hundred bucks. That'll be three hundred dollars, please. <laughs> like it yeah, was expensive as hell. You couldn't like, go and get like a prepaid card or anything like that. No, you couldn't do that. It had to be like wired Western Union. Oh yeah. So, wow. uh, yeah. So then there's this little corner store, and my, you know, my, we we passed it every day to go down to the beach or do whatever we were doing. And there was, you know, there's a little grocery store, but on our way home, I was like, Oh, we need milk. We need milk. 
So we stop in this little store and it's this Asian lady that's in there. And uh, I go back and I get the milk and my husband goes, I'm going to grab a beer real quick. So he goes to grab this beer and the, and re- we get up to the counter. He realizes he doesn't have his ID. And he's like, oh, crap, I don't have my ID. All right, I'm going to go get it from the thing. You just stay here. And the lady's like, no, I know sell it to you. I know sell it to you if you have no ID. And so I'm like, he's going to go get the ID, ma'am. It's okay. And I said, I'm just going to stay here, honey. I don't want to walk twice, you know. So I'm standing there waiting. And she's like, where'd he go? Where'd he go? I'm like, ma'am, I don't know. He's gone to get his ID. He'll be right back. We just are right over here. He'll be right back. She goes, no, 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 no. I sell you no. No, 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 no. I do not sell to you. And I'm like, ma'am, he's going to be right back. What is wrong with you? And so uh, by this point in time, she's like screaming at me. My husband walks back in. He's like, what in the hell is going on? What did you do to her? I'm like, Craig, I swear to God, I was just standing there. She's yelling at me. And then at this point, she's like, no, 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 no. I sell you nothing. I sell you nothing. And so then my husband, like, you know, he gets all ticked off and he like knocks the milk onto the floor and we walk out. Right. So, so the rest of the time, every single time we would walk by this thing, I would yell out, I sell you milk. No, I sell you nothing. And this lady would like come running out and she goes, I call police. I call police. We just keep walking and laugh. So that was our like trip to the newly, you know, that was, we won the newlywood game. We lost a car and we probably (laughs) gave this poor woman on the corner store a complex for the rest of her life. (laughs) (laughs) Were you like, I am a major award winner. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, ma'am, I have been on the Spider-Man set. That was funny. I I think we're going to call this episode Maui on food stamps. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely 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 real quick hang on yeah, yeah. stacy toy uh if you're still listening if you ever run into dj cool again please tell him that the only reason why i was a dj was because of him and he made everything better <laughs> love him okay stacy yep. toy's watching so it- <laughs> we, oh, we, hey stacy we interviewed stacy a while back so hey stacy how are you yeah we're listening to the we got the ladies from the good wives guide to the uh, true crime on right now so, um, okay, you guys got the floor again. Go ahead and tell us all about your podcast, uh, where they can find you. If you have a Patreon, where they can send you money or a- any of your wares or whatever, uh, you've got the floor again. I feel like I did all the talking and nobody else got to share their funny stories. I'm so very sorry. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Okay, so uh, you can obviously find us on any of the major podcast platforms at the Good Wives Guide to True Crime. Um, on YouTube, it's Murder by Design. You can find us on any so- of the social medias at slash True Crime Wives with a V and an S. And also, if you just want to find everything all in one place, shop in our store, do any of those cool things, then you can always uh, join our membership club. Um, we have a yearly membership club on our on our um, website, which saves you a lot of money from the Patreon. Um, and that's at madgingerentertainment.com. So that's Mad with one ginger, D. Mad ginger, ginger like the color of my hair. I like it. Drop your link on uh, on the uh, on the uh, show after we're done here. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you the links, and then um, obviously you can you know check us out there. We've got our blog, our podcast, and our YouTube on there. We talk mm-hmm. about our other projects that you know Tori and I are writing and working on as actual because we are a full fledged um, all female run production company. So. Um, you know, we, we work on more things than just podcasts and true crime stuff. Um, we have a lot of other projects. Uh, and then, um, let's see, Patreon is patreon.com slash true crime wives. And then, uh, Tori or Colleen, you always want to tell them about our love wins campaign. Um, uh, somebody real go quick before you do that, that, uh, Kirk, uh, Nermi mm-hmm. says he loves you ladies. He does. Oh, Kirk. <laughs> oh, we love him too. Thank Kirk, you. Did you listen love to the Kirk. episode today yet? Kirk. <laughs> I hope you listen to the episode today. I saw you share it. I hope you listen to it. So as we said, well, now Colleen's talking about that. As we said, Kirk (laughs) Nerving happens to be one of our, one of our um, big guests that we have on our show on a regular basis. Um, And he just participated with Colleen. We're going head to head on the Scott Peterson um, case. Um, I think Colleen is one of the last people in the world that actually (laughs) thinks that he is innocent. Um, What? Uh, yes, come at me, bro. Listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the episode. So, to, uh, so we're doing a four-part series finale. 
of our of our second season on the Scott Peterson. So the first one was out last week. It was just the basics that everybody knows about Scott Peterson, what everybody thinks, you know, that's Found out his there. wife, the other Today, one disappeared. It's all a big coincidence. Right. Today was Colleen's um, crazy episode about trying to prove that he's innocent. <laughs> uh, oh, it is next Listen week, to the episode. You know, Totally not. Um, <laughs> next week will be mine, where I explain all the reasons why she's insane and he's totally guilty. Yeah, <laughs> wherever, wherever his ex-wife ran off to with that other fella, that we don't know who that other and fella is either. One, Colleen, I'm, I'm going to guess you're going to tell me that uh, Carol Baskin didn't feed her ex-husband to the. <laughs> oh no, Carol! Oh no, Carol did it. Carol did it. Carol did it. Carol did it. This is the only time Carol disagreed. Like normally we all get we all see the true crime and we're pretty much on the same page. This is the only time we've ever disagreed. And the first time Colleen told me that she thought he was he was innocent, I was like, "What? Are you serious? Is something wrong with you? Are you mentally damaged?" Like I just couldn't understand it. I was like, "Oh my god, this girl actually it's, believes this." There are too many facts that are too open ended. The prosecution did not prove that. There was, you know, there was reasonable doubt in this case. It was definitely not a death penalty case. There's way too many okay, facts that the police screwed up. Listen to the episode. She's coming out coming out swinging and she fucking around. All I hear is I've got to wrap this one up because I've got another podcast that's coming on here in just a few minutes. So. Okay, it's, so anyway, I'm just telling you guys, so check it out. Come see our Scott Peter Peterson um, head-to-head between me and Colleen. It's going to be hilariously funny. Plus, it's, you know, very informative and interesting. Uh, but that's what you guys can find us all on. Uh, of course, we are launching the other things coming up here in October, so keep looking for it. So Cool. All righty. Great. Well, thanks uh, for having us. Yeah, thanks it for was having us so on. nice meeting you ladies. Seriously, um, we do. A pleasure. We do have the let's um, the love wins campaign, and that's um, something that we're really passionate about. So, if you want to go check that on our Facebook page, guys, um, it is a scholarship fund that we're raising. So, it's really a great cause. If you guys um, want to find out more information, check us out on Facebook at True Crime Wives. Sure, absolutely, right. absolutely. Uh, my brother Thanks Alan so is watching. He us. has a YouTube show called. Uh, Dad and uh, dad and daughter eating weird food combinations on YouTube. If you'd like to check that out that as well, that sounds awesome. And you can find us on all the platforms that you can find podcasts on. Um, and with that being said, from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this has been my worst holiday. Good night, everybody. Night. <laughs> <laughs>